What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. Glad to have you here. Hope you're having an amazing year. And thanks for tuning in. And I got to say this. Go Niners. Yeah. Bring on Green Bay. Bring on the Cheeseheads. Okay, that's the only that's the only sports I'm going to talk about this episode, so don't worry about it. You can follow along on social media, at Rick Beta, that's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. I always, I love hearing your fire takes. Some of them make me laugh, some of them just make me shake my head. Yeah, so keep them coming. Now, if you tuned in last week, you know I stressed my... My concern, I had legit true concern about a lack of skateboarding content being released, well, at least the first week of January, and all of this due to Mark Suchu, of course. But this week, it's a little different. You know, we got some we got some more crumbs. You know, not too much, not a lot. You know, some more content to enjoy and consume, so I'm not going to complain. I do, I, as I'll admit, I'm not as worried about the rest of the year, but it's still something that, you know, we... Are going to continue to monitor and I and I do mean we I looped you guys in as well we're going to continue to monitor this I'm probably not going to talk about it every week but we're just going to keep an eye on it and see how it goes the next what 12 months or 11 months but it's nice to see Nightmare Skateboards they finally released their instrument video they had hinted and kind of teased about it what last September right it's a new company and it's a 14 minute video that finally came to fruition and it was definitely worth the wait, you know, and even took some, it took some additional homework from me, but, and probably a few thousand others out there, but more on that later, but I just had to kind of mention that, but it was, you know, it was well worth the time, it was time, it was time well spent, I should say, and I, I watched it, what, three times now, so it's a, obviously you can tell I like it, so, but right from the start, you know, I was digging the vibe of this video, and I just knew something crazy was about to go down. You know, it's had the vibe that, that there was kind of like this eerie feeling about it. You know, the, the title of the, uh, you know, the, the video, the music, the ambiance, and almost as if like someone's life was going to be taken. He kind of, or he may even put to the test. And then, bam! I had my first pause and yell moment. Fifty-three seconds. You know, when dude almost got flattened by that, you know, white car zipping by, and he didn't even trip out about it. Yeah. That part, 53 seconds, pause and yell. I was like, what the hell? And all he did was run back and throw his board. At least that's all we saw, you know? Maybe there's some more in, like, B-roll or, like, you know, cut footage that was kind of cut out. Maybe we'll see in raw footage later. But for the most part, he seemed way too chill about that. Way too chill. That's why I decided I'm going to overreact for him, you know? You saw, yeah, you heard that right. See, I would have I called out his, what, two or three homies sitting there just chilling. Anytime you see the ratio of homies on the, the the curb to street, and if you're the you're the only skater looking back, I guess to kind of compare it, like if you know soccer or even hockey, if you're offside, <laughs> dude was offside. Like you 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 gotta look back. You gotta have your players, your team on in the street in front of you, right then and there. I would have been pissed though. I would have been like. So I would, you know what I would have done? I, I, I would have just skated away. I thought I said that. I'm like, dude, hell, I would have said, peace out, fellas. You don't have my back. I won't have yours. It's been a pleasure knowing you. And good luck selling those nightmare boards now. I was way too close for comfort, though. I was like, damn. We've seen that in so many videos, too. And I'm glad. Wait. It's not really wood. But I'm glad we haven't seen too many, like, skaters actually get hit. Because that would, I mean, that car was going, what, 
what, 30 miles per hour, maybe? 35? <laughs> uh, but he should have been pissed, you know. Friends don't let friends almost die via a game of Frogger. Like a life, a true life game of Frogger. Don't ever allow that to happen without any consequences. What, basically what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm just venting for the whole team there. It was so unnecessary. Life is way too short to not have a solid spotter. Okay, I'm moving on now. One thing I did love about this video, it was how they used the like the security guard, you know, or insert, you know, pissed off employee or just normie or any of that. They used the audio of them actually kicking these guys out of spots, sometimes at the spot itself, but they, you know, had it with the music. It was it was such a nice touch to the overall experience, but it was also hilarious too cuz you you're paying attention to the skating and then you're, you're listening. Oh, what the hell? What did he say? Oh damn, I can't wait to see what happened with that. However, things got a little too real like you could feel it boiling and kind of bubbling up. 343 when that security guard or or worker or suit or whatever, I don't know if he's like a legit security guard, decided to get his feet involved in the argument. That's not cool, man. That. I talked about not having a spotter earlier. That is not cool. Regardless of how many times you tell these kids to leave, it should never get to that point. And I'm speaking to you, Mr. Security Guard. Never. Just tell them all like, all right, one more try and you guys all need to bounce. That's all you need to say. Say to skaters, even if it ends up being two or three, you plant the seed to all the future security guards out there. Not that I've been one. I'm just saying. Just say, all right, one more try, and you guys got to bounce, okay? One more, let's go. And then you kind of you, you have that little bond. Of, oh, this guy's let me get to go. And one more try. That's what you need to do as a secu uh, security guard. That's it. And if it takes five, ten tries, you know the skaters are going to leave. It's not like they're hanging out there forever. Not going to ruin your business. But most normies don't even realize how dangerous a move like that is. You put your foot in front of the wheels, that's like a big rock, right? He could have killed him. Or seriously hurt him. You know, head bounce on the ground, depending on where, like on the temple and the in the back, frontal lobe. Are you kidding me right now, security guard? Seriously. I would have shown up the next day with like a neck brace on just to kind of scare the crap out of him. But I would have like had my board in my hand and I would just I would have like I would have tried to shake my head and be like, ah, ah, ah. can't even shake my head at you in disappointment, dude. And just hand him a note that says you will be hearing from my lawyer. Yeah. Talk to you soon. And I, and I love how he was like, well, we have it on film too. Yeah, yeah, well, I do too, man. Uh, I don't think that footage would have like held up in court though, dude. You were in the wrong, period. <laughs> but I'd love to hear what happened after. What happened with this guy? Does he still have his job? Maybe I should start getting security guards on the podcast. <laughs> no, that's actually a bad idea chat it up you know just let them have their voice and then i just sit back and shake my head security guards on a podcast would that be a first ever does a skateboarding podcast ever had a security guard on maybe i'll be the first i don't know anyway random thought he was clearly an example of how things you know go bad when you let your ego take over you can still do your job i'm not saying that right just not get so physical you know that that guy needs to get some bigger problems you know, that's the main thing. I bet I bet that event ruined his day. And he probably road raged all the way home that day, took it out on others, which ruined their day, and then they took it out on others and maybe even took it out on his family. You know, I'm all, I'm all for the people doing their job, but he crossed the line. So, all right, stepping off my soapbox again. 
Oh, quick 2022 trend watch alert. I'd love to see more drain ditch footage, you know, this year. That, you know, in addition to like more tricks into the water. But at three minutes, 59 seconds, you know, he, they did a couple tricks there. That was fun to watch. You know, more of that, please. Okay. And going down that thing switch, that's nuts. <laughs> I mean, even if you have like some nice green grass to fall down on, it still hurts. And it's still crazy because you go super fast. Still get speed wobbles. That was cool. I was like, yeah, that's a nice, nice addition to the video. But you know what? Actually, you know what? You know what I've already seen enough of this year? And it's what? This is January 16th. I've already hit my quota on seeing busted up knuckles and fingers. <laughs> 655. What the hell? A little warning would have been nice. Just a little. Warning. Advisory. Whatever. You know, those TV advisors. I would have appreciated that. Because I already saw Tony Hawk's busted fingers last week. And now I need to see more? Actually, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I take it back. Let's have let's have tons of busted digit clips in like 2022. Every week, if possible. Just keep us, you know, just to keep us all humble, keep us all in check, right? So send in your busted finger clips to uh, just email me, no manga podcast at gmail.com. So let let's get uh let's get cracking. Literally. You know it's funny when I said that I was I was going, you know how people crack their knuckles? I never was into that, but I was going to I almost tried to crack my knuckle. That would have been let's see if I can try. No, see, I never did that. So anyway, see what see what you guys got me all flustered, man. Knuckles cracking and popping out. But that one was brutal though. <laughs> I thought I was looking at like I wrote, literally wrote down on my notes, is that was this a shellfish? It looked like it didn't look like part of his finger. And then I realized it was a finger. Or skin on the outside of what used to be a finger, you know? He had to have that cut off, right? You know? Unlike Riley saving the day last week. There's no way that dude came back from that, right? So R.I.P. to that finger is all I got to say. Yeah. That thing was toast. R.I.P. But I, I wish I could unsee that image, but I can't. But it's early enough in the year where I know there will be plenty of other things that kind of wash that away from my brain and my memory. I didn't think I needed that in my life. I still don't. And speaking of fingers, got to love it how dude doing a manual in the middle of the street at 720 and getting honked at. And proceeding to flip off the car as if it was his or her fault. Did you see that? If that were me, even being a skater, I would have rolled down the window, be poked my head out, and be like, "Yo, hey, I, I, even I'm a skater, and that and that manual's pretty tight, but that middle finger was totally on uncalled for, dude. You're you're on my you're on my street right here, my mine, my man. I, I we all pay taxes for it. <laughs> Why are you flipping me off? Then I would have been like, hey, uh, I don't want to say S-I-R-I, please play Ludicrous. Move as I roll away, okay? I mean, I could totally justify flipping the bird for any other trick, but that was for a, ma a manual. A manual across the street and onto a sidewalk. Not a 360 flip to manual to hard flip, you know, or front foot impossible to nose wheelie. A manual. Who does a manual and flips the bird? Do you think about that? <laughs> oh. Only thing that would have made that scene like better would have been a Mongo push after that. <laughs> Be like, oh yeah, there we go. Manual. But yeah, that was I was just like, okay, man, that was that was a little uncalled for, you know. I mean the, the car's just driving down the street saying, Hey, you're in the way. You're doing a manual. Honk. Just a heads up, so you know I know you're there flips on the bird 
Damn, that's crazy. Oh, real quick, did anyone notice the back-to-back Nolly Heels, 826 and 829? Yeah, I did. Just figure I'd mention that. Another thing I jotted down, you know, they should have like a message pop up around 10 minutes and 31 seconds in. I didn't catch it at first, but, you know, kind of instructing the audience to pause, you know, the video and put on their headphones, put in their earbuds, only because you have to pay close attention to the lyrics of the song. It starts around that time. So 1031. I almost didn't really notice it as I was like focused on the skating, you know, but I wanted to point that out. But they went deep and like really fast. And listen to it a couple times, you know, just kind of take it all in with headphones on too, of course. But it definitely makes you think, you know, if you crank it up too, you, you can hear it all. But I was, all I got to say is like quantum entanglement for the win on that. So that was that was cool. I had to point that out. 1031, wear your headphones. And of course, they had the final worker interaction of the day at Rachel's Boutique right outside of that. It was a hotel right around 1222. That's when things started getting really cooking. Like it's, it's kind of like starting to heat up a little bit things actually they were already heated we, we we were like in the middle of it you know exchanges had been like already been had fingers finger points were in full force and i was just listening and watching along until he went all like security guard from baker four on them did you hear that he's all quote i probably i skate better than all y'all and that's when i was like oh snap oh damn he went there no one tops the Baker Force security guard on that. I skate better than y'all. He said that, and he said it so pit. He was like pissed too. He was livid. Uh, I mean, I'd argue that if you did indeed skate better than than y'all, you wouldn't be getting so upset at these kids. Maybe you don't skate better than y'all, and you were just taking it out on them. No. I mean, if you could skate better than y'all, you'd. Let them slide just a little bit, right? Maybe give them some pointers on how to get the tricks they were trying to do, right? Like, say, hey, you know what? I know you're trying this trick. Here's what you need to do. Because I skate better than you guys, than better than y'all, all y'all. So here's how you do that trick. And then you guys can bounce, right? One more try. Like I was talking about earlier with that other security guard. Just one more. That's how you do it. Because I, I skate better than you guys. Remember that, right? Rachel's Boutique. Come find me. We'll do kickflips. But I was just thought, I was like, dude, come on, man. You got to go there. What? I'd love to hear more of this interaction, though. I, mean, I wonder how much more they have. Like, the, I want to see the beginning. We, we came towards, like, the middle. We, I want to see the end. You know? You know the time around. He's probably screaming, like, I'm on my 15-minute break in two hours. Bring your crew. Actually, can I borrow your board, though? Bring your crew, your camera, and I'll show you what's up. I need to borrow your board, though. You ride, ride loose trucks or tight trucks? I'll take on all y'all. And Nick Matthews, too. And that suit you guy. And take them all on. And Nick would get pissed off because he's looping them into the drama. But <laughs> but I was cracking up. Though. What he said. I was like, come on. Oh, no, he didn't. That's two security guards now in the last couple of years. Like, I skate better than y'all. I was like, well, okay, show it. Let's see it. But I enjoyed this video. It had some fire. It had some, you know, sacked rails. A couple of late shoves. You know I'm all about those. I think there were like two of them in there. You know what I didn't see, though? I didn't see any pressure flips, which is very interesting. Been a lot of pressure flips. Like maybe 2022, those are done. You know, it had the crazy security guards, of course, near-death tricks, some interesting music, and, and as I mentioned, some kick-ass skating. So this crew is on the rise. They're, they're up and up. Brand new. I think they're out of Tennessee. So their stock is going up. But the one thing 
or, you know, a complaint I'd have about this video is. And actually, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you could probably figure it out. If you watch it, oh, yeah, Rick's, Rick's probably thinking about this, right? So what's that one thing that has me throwing things against the wall when it comes to videos? Yep, you guessed it right. Now, I do have to get them, give them credit for having names at the end of the video, but it still caused me to do like way more work than I should have. Like, I, I had to do homework, especially for a new team, right? I mean, what's the first thing you do when you meet someone new, right? Okay, let's play. I'm, I'm extending out my hand. Hi, my name's Rick. Right? You exchange names. So with that, I'll list off their names, you know, and attempt to do it kind of not as fast as they did in the video credits, you know. But like I said, at least they were listed at the end of the video. I'll give them that. So Mal Malaki, Malashi, Blaylock. Did I say that right? See? Oh, I'd love to hear this guy's name. Oh, Josh Herman, Jack Pastrodal, Colin Heon, Hion, Elijah Riley, Brendan Worth, Davin Wingcoop. And great job to all the filmers, Ben Wilson, Alex Malik, John Evans. So very good job, you guys. 14 minutes of just pure gnarly skating and really gnarly security guard interaction with the audio. That was very cool. I'll be sure to put the link to the video below. Check it out. Watch it like three times. It's that good. And be sure to watch after the credits too. Because uh, I got to say, is that a nod to like the daggers or the DGK video or just neither of them? See, see if you can see if you notice it too. If you, if you, if you, get, if we're on the same page, let me know. But if I'm just, you know, out there, then don't worry about it. But let me know your thoughts. Next up, I want to talk about the Grindland documentary that dropped on was it Friday, two days ago, which is, uh, you know, the story of Mark Scott and Mark Hubbard. As and I'm reading from the YouTube page, two visionary skaters from the Pacific Northwest who, along with dedicated friends, kickstarted the modern DIY concrete skate park revolution. From the early days of Burnside to 2019's Rip Ride Rally, this film explores the friendship, struggle, triumph, and tragedy of true iconoclists. That's a hard word to say fast, huh? Hell-bent on building the skate parks of their dreams, and they did. They did that. See, I'd read and I'd heard a little bit about the backstory you know, of Burnside over the years, and obviously we all have. And I remember hearing many stories about you know, both of the marks, but it was cool for them to take us you know, way back to the beginning. You know, way back to the beginning of their lives and also the beginning of their friendship and, you know, eventually how they, you know, got into pouring concrete together. It was very cool, you know. And hearing the story about Monk, how he got his nickname, was freaking hilarious. <laughs> it was all in his hair, right? It was his haircut at the time or lack of hair, depending on how you want it, your point of view. <laughs> and him claiming he was 38 to score booze from the liquor store, you know, for his homies. That's it was that easy. That was perfect nickname, right? Shaved it. <laughs> Monk haircut. That was funny. And I bet I would, if I'd let him slide too if he walked into my liquor store, you know? I mean, all the while I'd be thinking to myself, he has to be 38. I mean, look at that hair. Here, let me help you carry out that beer to your to your car, old man. Do you need a pony keg while you're here? You know? Sir? Mr. 38 year old with a nice haircut. That was funny. Mark and Danielle's 
quote-unquote cute meat, as they call it in Hollywood, was not a shock as well. You know, he spotted her from across the way. Like, you could see the, the way he was talking about the, 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 the twinkle in his eyes, you know, and he pointed at her, and she kind of saw his gaze and flipped him off, you know, and they both kind of found out they had a four-year-old daughter together. Like, oh, wait, you have a four-year-old daughter? I have a four-year-old daughter? Wow, okay, cool. I was like, cue the Brady Bunch theme song already. Damn, it's like so perfect. I mean... What a way to meet your future wife, right? I mean, that was so classic and like so punk rock. That's the kind of stuff you see in the movies or like in the case, you know, this case, the documentaries. But of course, that's how they met. Of course, it makes complete sense. It couldn't, it wouldn't have happened any other way. And on that note, though, I wanted to point out something real quick. Now, this documentary is about Mark and Mark, but I wanted to point out the true MVP or as I'm, I'm calling it, the star of the show. That's Mark's wife, Danielle. She was amazing. She's so hardcore. She held it down. Not only did she like stay calm and optimistic throughout the whole Rip Ride event, you know, she interacted with the police, you know, directed traffic, you know, told skaters to kind of do their funny business in the van, whether it's drinking or smoking weed or you know, whatever. Just hey, she was doing playing like kind of mom role. You know, she's an awesome woman. And if I ever have to put together an event, even like remotely close to something like that, I will be calling her. I'll be making her a generous offer as well. I mean, if she can handle the Rip Ride event, she can handle pretty much anything in my eyes. So I was like, hell yeah, Danielle. True MVP status right there. And I'm sure Platypus Skateboards loved seeing you know, that shirt that she was wearing too. I was like, oh, yeah. But I was like, literally, I put note to self. Get Danielle a No Mongo Podcast T stat. It was interesting to hear Ripper Corey Juno's first impressions of the park. He said, big and gnarly, you know, as he said, you know, take note as that would end up being a, a plant for something later on in this in the in the movie. Just make, take a mental note. So he, he did say that big and gnarly. He was a little nervous, too. So let's see what else I jot along the way. Oh, we got to hear from OG announcer Dave Duncan, you know, kind of some nuggets of wisdom. You know, as he said, enjoy the moments while you got them. And in regards to how, like, guys younger than him are passing away, he said, Maybe it's all the alcohol killing the bugs and the diseases. And I was like, I just had to point them. Well, yeah, maybe, Dave, maybe. I'm like, I'm still doing my part and doing, you know, I'm kind of testing that theory as well. But we might be on to something there. You know, I'm not drinking as much as I did, you know, last year. I'm cutting back a little bit. But that's true, though. Very true. Or maybe. Oh, and real quick on, like, speaking of booze, has anyone tried that spinning trick that, um, you know, Evan Smith uh, tried? The one that he said P-Stone, you know, taught him? Basically, he's like, it gets the beer colder faster. He just spins it. You know, you have to see it. You probably already know what I'm talking, what I'm talking about. But he was just kind of spin, 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 spin. He said after like 53 seconds, everything's cold. I was like, damn, I need to try that out. So let me know if you've tried it out and if it works, you know. And then moments later, they had, you know, of course, the man, the police force coming in to check in. You know, they wanted he wanted to check permits. But I was cracking up when he asked them, you know, knowing damn well is like, it's impossible, but you know, you, you you have to ask, right? You you'll never get anything if you don't ask, right? You have to ask. So we asked them to refrain from using f bombs on the microphone. You know, maybe if it's just if it's convenient, you know, not to drop f bombs. There's some kids over there within earshot playing baseball, and the baseball moms probably complain. <laughs> but I, I really started laughing like really hard when they edit the next edit was to neck face holding a microphone. <laughs> The, the grin on his face. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you're in good hands. We're in good hands, officer. There's, we're granola here. 
No swear words will be had. We're, we're good. Thumbs up. Okay, we'll talk to you in a bit. <laughs> but Neckface is just like, oh, yeah, sure, right. And I think he, you know, started counting, you know, swear words after that. It was like, dude. I mean, he had, to, he had to say that, though, to cover his butt, especially if he knew they were filming him, too. But, you know, for the most part, you know, this documentary was it was very lighthearted, very fun. You know, so many great stories and memories and, you know, even some bad ones, too. You know, especially, you know, Red's response and, and reaction when he his, he was asked, you know, what do you do to get on each other's nerves? You know, his, his response was interesting and reaction, too. It's almost as if he'd never really, you know, vocalized it since, you know, Monk's death. Like his brain was saying, like, whoa, you know, Mark really did that to me. And I'm pissed, but he's gone now. You know, like you, you see like his smile and, and just when it all just kind of hits him, you know, and his facial expressions like said it all. You, you got to see it. It's really, really interesting, you know, that they, they kept that in there. But I do have to admit, you know, that during this entire 53 and 53 minutes and what, 55 second uh, documentary, I didn't really think about the fact that it was it was really a, a celebration of life, you know, a life that had been lost. And I thought I was all in the clear, you know, until about 30 minutes in, 30, yeah, it was 39 minutes in, you know, around that time when we were reminded of all, you know, the tragedy that was kind of based on this event, you know, the trifecta that we, you know, the three key dudes that we lost in the last few years. And I knew at that moment, I was like, oh, it was only a matter of time until the water faucets in my eyes were going to, going to be switching on. I was like, damn it. We almost made it all the way through too, you know? All of like the kind words were said, you know, all the pictures of him and the family, especially when, you know, his kids were really young, he's holding them, you know, the picture with him and his wife, you know, the kind words his you know daughter, uh, Kaya, had to say about him at the Rip Ride event. I was holding on tight then. And not that I was like trying to be tough or anything. More than that, I just wanted to finish the documentary without any more like, I didn't want to have any interruptions, just kind of wanted to watch it all the way through. So still no tears, right, to this point. Holding strong until she stepped onto the stage to sing a Grindline song. <sighs> that moment, totally lost it. Faucet's on. I was like, are you kidding me? For once, she straight up killed it. You were amazing, Kaya. And they just had to, like, they just had to toss in footage of his dad. I kind of, you know, edit in that footage of him playing as well and singing the song I was like dude you know, that did not help the faucets from stopping straight up leak I was like not cool fellas not cool but well done Kaya that was well done so cool and I, I, I rewound that part what four times and tears all four times just to see her singing that song just the emotions and then her dad when he was playing the song too and ah whoo Getting goosebumps right now, literally, as I talk about this on the mic. So, but the words that were spoken at about 46 minutes in were all golden as well. And even if you don't feel like watching the whole video, you know, maybe it, I was going to say skip to the 46 minute mark, but even skip to the 39 minute mark, you know, around then. But if you have to, say you're in time crunch, 46 minutes on, start from there. And, you know, like I said, I prefer you watch the whole video, but that's for you to decide. But, and if you stick around long enough too, it, you'll see the payoff that I was talking about earlier with with Corey. You know, unfortunately, he paid the price, and it was so it was so weird. It, it it's like his foot just snagged. Was he on, did he have new shoes that day? Or it was just so gnarly to see. And I think I remember seeing photos of that as well. 
And I do remember seeing, you know, it's 2019, so obviously we've seen, I think it was in the magazine too, but to see it in the documentary, see it, the footage and, and, and everything went down, it made it totally different. So, but all in all, this is, you know, a good look into the life of Mark and Mark, you know, it was a little, a nice little history of, you know, Burnside as well. And I didn't realize that they had made so many parks together, or I guess at least combined, you know, because they kind of, they, they talk about in the documentary too, how they kind of got too big for each other and had to kind of do their own thing. So they did so many. So great work indeed. Oh, also, any advice to anyone currently in the process of making a documentary? Actually, I'm going to ask you to just go grab, go grab a piece of paper or turn on your voice recorder now. I'll give you a second. You ready? Okay. So take heed. If you want your documentary to be as top-notch as possible, you must, and I repeat must, get Sam Hits to say, like, a line in it. More lines, the better. Even if it's just one line, I guarantee you it's going to be top-notch. It's going to be up here. A, you know, A level. Trust me. So you're welcome. So remember, documentary, skateboarding, Sam Hits. I don't care what it, the topic is. He will make your documentary sound cool, look cool, and he's got knowledge like a like he's got so much skate knowledge it will improve your documentary. Okay, yeah, I don't know what his, his rates are go right now. You gotta talk it up with him, but trust me, it's a good investment. So fantastic job to all involved. Great job, Michael Burnett, director. Yeah, yeah, I think you got a great future in the skateboarding, uh, print and uh, media world. Someone give this guy a job. This Michael Burnett guy, I think he's got a bright future in skateboarding. Yeah, no, he's been killing it for, what, decades now. So continued on. No surprise there. I saw that. Oh, yeah, of course it's directed by Michael Burnett. Pfft, duh. So be sure to go watch this with your friends or at least, you know, tell them you love them. You know, that's that's the main thing, you know, that, that they want to get this across. Like, you know, life's short, you know, and, and just you know, skate, have fun, love your friends, love each other. You know, that's all we're here to do. Just have fun. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.